Hey friends, it's Awkwardly Random with Cynthia and Michelle, where we talk about random topics. Anything and everything awkward is on the table, so let's dive right in. Hey y'all. Hi. We're back with another video episode (laughs) of our podcast. Yes. Welcome back. (laughs) You sound so excited, Mish. I am so excited. I know it doesn't sound like it, but I am. It's just like, I'm trying to, okay, so for the viewers, if you're looking at this on YouTube, it looks like I'm looking down. So I'm literally looking at Cynthia and at myself and at this. So I think I'm just like still working on it, you know? Yeah, I'm kind of all over the place too. I actually like tilted my screen down so that I wouldn't be like, it would just, I just feel like I'm looking up, you know? So we're just trying to be level here. Yes. Uh, but welcome back to another episode of Awkwardly Random. With Cynthia and Michelle. That's right. I need another to- episode. <laughs> I'm like Cynthia and Michelle. Okay. Cynthia and Michelle. M- Michelle is exactly the same. Welcome back. Welcome back. With Mission Beans. Yes. Um, so today, let's mm. let's get into it. We want to talk about this very new movie that just came out last week um justice league the snyder (gasps) cut version the four hour long movie wow four hours long that's right um it was released on hbo max Mm -hmm. and i think that's the only platform it's been released at on so far Um, yeah yeah that um yeah it's super super long it's Um, a different version of the Justice League that came out in 2017. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a different director. Right. So so Zack Snyder, the director, was actually working on that film back in 2017 when it was supposed to be released and whatnot. But then he stepped down. Yeah. But then, and I think his wife was also part of the project as well, but they stepped down um, from post-production. They were experiencing a recent loss of their their daughter, uh, their daughter, Autumn. So- Joss Whedon finished the film and re- and that was the, the version that was released in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of um, major fans were not happy with the finished product. Of yeah, I think a lot of the version. actors weren't happy either. Yeah, I think just all around, just it was just not. And I, I personally didn't enjoy it. I don't know about you, Michelle, but I thought it was all right. I was like, eh, but I didn't really care for it. Yeah, I thought it was all right. I thought it was all right. I thought um, Barry in the original one that came. I don't know if we're calling it original, but the one in 2017, right? That came out. Mm-hmm. I just thought um, Barry Allen was funny, and that's about it. That's all I really yeah. took from it. He was funny, but I feel like he was just. And we'll talk about this too as we'll get into like the Zach comedic Snyder humor. Cut. Yeah, he was just yeah. there for the co- for the co- uh, the like a comic relief basically. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, he ha- there's more to him and he's an integral part of the story, <laughs> yeah. you know? But um, anyway, so um, after the Joss Whedon version came out, there was like a campaign on social media led by a lot of fans who were unhappy with the Joss yeah. Whedon cut, wanting for the release of the Zack Snyder cut. Um, yes. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that went on with like disagreements within the studio. There's like a lot of stuff behind the scenes that went on. So, but we're not, we're not going to get into that. Y'all can like Google yeah. it, look it up. We're here to talk yeah. about Zack Snyder's cut. Um, four hours long. Mish, I want to ask you, what was your viewing experience like? Did you like 
sit through the whole thing or did you um, take a break? I took breaks because of Mia, my puppy, which yeah. she didn't, she didn't allow me to just watch it through or else I would have watched it through. Um, but I, yeah, I paused it and then I watched it the entire four hours in one day, but I paused it like throughout mm-hmm. the day, you know? Yeah. It was on, it was on a Saturday that I watched it. Yeah. And then I watched like part one because part one is my favorite I watched part one the next day and I'm and now um I want to keep watching it so what about you yeah I we so okay so for people that don't know nobody's gonna know this but Michelle and I actually plan to watch it together Um, oh yeah (laughs) and the first thing I told her was like okay, this thing is four hours long. I don't know if I have the attention span for it. And I might have to just like step out like two hours in and then finish it another time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up watching it on Sunday morning and for it being a four hour movie, if it was really easy to watch, like, and I stayed with it the full four hours. I think I like genuinely enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. which made the four movie. hours like fly by, you know, I thought yeah. I was, I thought I was going to take a break. I thought I'm like, okay, four hours is a long time. Mm-hmm. I'll do two hours in the morning, two hours in the afternoon. It should be good. Um, I had this plan, but I was like, actually I can keep going. This is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so already that goes to show how much I personally enjoyed it more than the Joss Whedon version. Yes. Yes. Um, what did you big improvement? Yeah. What did you, what was your most favorite part of the movie? Oh my gosh. That's a hard, that's hard to answer. I know. I had a lot of good, I had a lot of good, like a lot of favorite parts just from the one time I saw it Yeah, in its entirety. There's like, okay. So there's a lot of differences between the two films, a lot of differences, but I really, my favorite, my favorite parts of the movie were like, the expanded origin stories of cyborg and the flash oh my like, gosh yes you know like we finally, i love yeah we finally got it to hit. Like, understand them you know like yes it was cyborg and his story and oh yeah. by the way oh we should have said this before but spoilers spoilers yeah skip ahead skip ahead yeah if we haven't watched it and you don't want any spoilers you might want to skip ahead to our main yeah. main topic but um, if you don't care about getting spoiled keep listening yep or if you've already or seen you, it or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. we're here to talk all, you know, all about the Justice League and we're going to give spoilers. So, yeah. So we get to, you get like the origin story. You get to like really get to know what happened with Cyborg and his mom and his relationship with his dad and how he came to be. Whereas like with the Joss Whedon one, like I felt like he was just there, you know, yeah. I never, I didn't yeah. feel like any type of anything. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. Same. Um, so yeah. I really like those those parts. So what about you? I did too. I loved um for like the Amazons oh, in part one. Woo, yeah. bad ass. Yes. So good. Yes. Um, and I loved Barry Allen's like more like development and just seeing like how fast he is, and then just like, but the way that they film it is just like the, in this slow motion. Um, yeah. and very very um they paid attention to detail oh yeah um so and like still kept it like with his his humor and like how he is as a 
as a character yeah and then cyborg also is so that like this development in his entire story with his mother with his father and just like knowing that like he was smart even before he mm-hmm. was cyborg mm-hmm. um th- i love that they did that and it was just very sad and like touching and tragic his story mm-hmm. that um you know you really feel for him and right um and it was also nice to see wonder woman be a leader in mm-hmm. in this group and basically putting this team together although like batman is the one reaching out she i felt like she was leading them throughout yeah. the entire movie and then superman and in general the music like if you pay oh attention to the music and like with every little like clip that they showed like the music really tied the story in to like this beautiful present I think but like it hit those rights those good like feels with the music especially like when Lois Lane would visit um the statue and like Mm. that song is like um in general the music in general was really good and yeah yeah, I, I loved it. I loved the entire movie. Oh, the other thing that I really loved was when Barry and Allen was like, make your, I can make my own future or something like that. When he like, spoiler oh, alert, at the end. Uh, re- like re like went back in time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, all of it was amazing. That's what I was going to say, because you said that earlier, you said that the flash, like we got to see how fast he is in this power. Right. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and in my head, as I'm watching this film, like, okay, there's so much more to him. Like mm-hmm. not only is he fast, but he can literally go back in time. Like he can reverse yeah. the order of time yeah. because of how fast he is and what he can do in the speed force. Yeah. And like the moment where they're trying to bring Superman back. Right. And he has mm-hmm. to touch the mother box as soon as it touches the water. Right. Mm-hmm. I love that he he missed it at first, right? Yeah. Like he failed the first time, but he was able to kind of reverse that time and then go back and hit it right when it like in that perfect moment and was able to bring him back. Yeah. Same same thing at the end when he um gets like stabbed or cut or something, right? He gets injured, right? And he like misses the point where he's supposed to like get cyborg so that he can go and infiltrate like the mother boxes to break the unity yeah break the mother boxes apart again like he misses it and you start to see the world turn into like that apocalyptic right you see like he he failed but and then that's when you see like the future thing that he was saying and that like Mm -hmm. he's he's like i gotta do this right and he and he turns back time and he and he you know saves it or whatever but like those moments of like like i was like grabbing onto something i'm like oh my god he missed it (laughs) I know. (laughs) Yeah. And they died. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like so much more was at stake. Yeah. It just, yeah. I, I loved everything about it. Um, Mm -hmm. the humor too was like, they did cut down some of that humor. I think there was Mm -hmm. a lot more humor in the Joss Whedon one. And Uh there's this like not funny part where like the flash trips and lands on Wonder Woman's boobs, basically face planted on her boobs. Do you remember that? For in Joss Whedon's right? In the Joss Whedon one. And they completely took it out. I'm like, yeah, good. That was not funny. Like there were certain parts where I'm like, that's not funny to me. Right. Yeah. Um, But they still kept some humor in this one, but it didn't take away from like the intensity of the story. Um, Yeah. And, and it it was, yeah, it was just really good. I do have one thing that I could, I could see like the, I don't know why they added it in there. Maybe I'm not a big like nerd about it, but I just didn't think it was very necessary was when, 
they showed the Lex Luthor part towards like basically at the end. Um, oh yeah. Um, when he had escaped. Um, I just felt like that didn't really tie into it, but I guess if they're like setting it up for a future movie, it makes sense. But I just felt like it was really out of nowhere because Lex Luthor really isn't in the film, but I guess like Lex Luthor mm-hmm. is the one that warned Batman about like the three mother boxes. Right. Um, and then you just see him at the end, like escaping the jail. Like, I just didn't think that was necessary. And um and I was confused at the very end um, that I had to talk to Jesus about. I was like, so are they in a different dimension? Because like, um, because I, I guess- The nightmare sequences, right? The nightmare sequences, but also like the fact that like Barry Allen missed it multiple times. So he had a, like whether he like turned back time, maybe it's a different dimension where it didn't go as planned because you know, when they were- um, when Barry Allen had to run and touch the mother box before it hit that liquid, yeah. um, he had to do it again. But during right. that time, Cyborg was having these visions of like the future or of like things um, not going as planned. So basically it's that world, that dimension that happened that we see at the end is mm-hmm. basically what I got from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was interesting. And I couldn't really hear Joker because Joker appeared at the end. So mm-hmm. I had to like, rewind and put some subtitles oh yeah I watched the whole thing with subtitles yeah (laughs) but I actually did like that scene like I didn't really like Jared Leto as the Joker necessarily or he's not like my favorite Joker but Mm -hmm. um I actually did enjoy the 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 Joker part at the end um and like you see him like they're in this apocalyptic world basically where Superman turned bad and like the like that's how bad the situation is that they have to work together you know, yeah. like I was like, damn, that's crazy. I mean, they're like yeah. the worst enemies and like, here they are having to work together, mm-hmm. um, to save the world against the evil Superman. Uh, there was yeah. like a lot of things that I was like, wow, that's, that was really clever of how they tied, <laughs> tied that in. But I, the only thing that I, I was confused about was like, why did he turn bad? Like, we don't know what happened. I guess Lois Lane died, Lois Lane. Yeah. but like, I don't know to him to turn bad just because of Lois Lane. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't know. You know, like I would have wanted to, I guess, see that, but then it would have been like way longer than what it is. But, um, I just felt like as someone who isn't like super like invested in like comics or, um, Mm -hmm. the universe in general, like other people are, I just felt like I was kind of reaching for that information. Yeah. And like, there were some things that like, I didn't even pick up on until I like watched videos or read articles about it because I also like, I like, I really enjoy these types of movies and I love superheroes and all that stuff, but I'm not like a diehard and like, I don't know all the details of the story. Same. I don't pick up on all the Easter eggs, you know, (laughs) same. Um, so I had to go back, but yeah, like that one scene where he's like, Superman is holding what I didn't realize at the time was Lois Lane's uh, corpse she was dead yeah yeah and like that and I'm like oh so that's why he became e- like angry and yeah. evil and like taking out his pain on the world like is that yeah. exact like specifically what's happening here yeah. um yeah I had to like research that yeah but overall how would you rate it um out of five stars five I would rate Ooh, it a solid five, five solid five what about you me too I would give it a five <laughs> 
I love, like I said, the characters. Oh, also the villains. I mean, you really got to see Steppenwolf's motivation more clearly. Yeah. Now I really understood like why he was doing what he was doing. Yeah. I liked how he looked better this time than the mm-hmm. first time. He looked like mm-hmm. really like puny, this like skinny, weird looking person, like dude thing. And now like he had like his full on armor thing and he was like, I like and just like, yeah, he just looked way better. Yeah. Um, and then they introduced dark side. Uh, there's a, yeah, I just loved, it just felt more wholesome. If that yeah. makes sense. Like it was yeah. just a, a lot more cohesive story, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I um, would agree. So if you haven't watched five. it. Yep. If you haven't watched it, we highly suggest you do. I think you would really enjoy it. It has a lot of just in general, good action, good storytelling. It, like it was filmed really nice. Some yeah. of the CGI was a little, but it was still very good. Better than the first one, I would say though. Yeah, better than the first one, but still, I, I think you'll you can tell the seed like there's oh, yeah. some yeah, but it's fine, it's fine. Um, but I would yeah, I recommend people watch it if they haven't. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Uh, let us know what you think in the comments below about mm-hmm. the Justice League movie if you've seen it or if you plan to see it. Let us know. Um, we would love to hear your thoughts, and we hope that if you plan to watch it, that you enjoy it just as much as we did. Yes, let us know. Comment below. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or comment on our social media. Let yes. us know. On our Facebook, on our Instagram, or on the YouTube page. Um, sure. Okay. Ready to move on to our main topic for the day? Let's do it. Okay. So um, when we were planning for this. It's going to get serious. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is how our this is how our episodes go, Michelle. I know. It's like okay, now we're gonna go. Now we're gonna get deep about something. Get deep, deep. I mean, um, we're going through life together, right? So basically, which is actually why I feel like this topic is so relevant and yeah. important to talk about. But um, essentially, it's like finding your why, and and it's very vague, and it's yeah, like, it can be interpreted in so many ways. But yeah. when we were planning like our episode before, like a, a few days ago or, we, or a week ago or whatever, um, we were talking about like how we've talked about ourselves and like what we do and what we enjoy and all that kind of stuff. But we haven't actually explained why mm-hmm. or like how it is that we how it is that we got to this point in our lives. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. So we thought we'd share a little bit of our journey and like what we think our whys are, or, you know, I'm still trying to figure out exactly, exactly what my why is, but yeah, same. And it could be, and it can be so, okay. I guess we could just get into it. Yeah. What does that mean to you when, when we say finding your why? Yeah, I think for me, I think there's different whys for different areas of your life. Um, but, I, but um, they all have like a commonality of like things that you value, things that you um, want in your life, things that you right. need or things that fulfill you. Um, so for me, what was the question? <laughs> what does it mean? What is like, what does it mean? Yeah, that's what it, that's what yeah. I think it means to me. Um, but like specifically, I think it's easier for me to pinpoint my why for my career, it's a lot easier for me because that, that's, I think, more tangible in, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But when it comes to like my overall life, um, I just, my why is something that fulfills me and makes me feel whole as yeah. a person. 
And those are my reasons to doing what I do and what I choose to put my energy and my time into. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, I feel like it's it's almost like very abstract and it's mm-hmm. hard to like really define it and talk about it in very concrete ways. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's essentially like, I guess it could be like your purpose, right? Or mm-hmm. your internal, like whatever you have internally that drives you to make the decisions that you make in your life. And that could be in relationships, friendships with your family, with your career, right? That career is one of them that career is probably the one that we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks, I mean, it, there's different, like you said, different whys. Yeah. I don't think necessarily my career is my why, but I think mm-hmm. my career is like my job, what I do here, what I do for a living is evolving or like playing into my why. Yeah, I would agree. And you I know? think in general, whys take a long time, at least from, I, I don't know for me, if I developed it, I, it, cause I think it's so abstract that I yeah. think it's different for a lot of people. So some people may find their why early on in life but also maybe there's different whys mm-hmm. into like, just, I mean, there's different whys in general, but like when I'm talking about like career wise, career wise, like th- there may be different whys and maybe different things. I don't know if I'm explaining this right. Do I make sense? Yes. This whole thing, this whole topic is very easy to not make sense because there's just so, yeah. I just feel like there's a lot here, but and wise can change is my point. Like oh, wise so, can change. Or like yeah. you may think that you want something one time, like when you're younger and then maybe when you're older, like maybe that isn't different. your purpose. That isn't your why. So like, right. I think it's okay for that to happen too. Do you could like, do you feel like it's possible to equate why with passion? Like, could you interchange those two or no? What do you think? Passion. Like, is your why your passion? No, <laughs> that's, I wouldn't say so. That's different. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think passion is a feeling, you know, and I think why is like a way of thinking, like your state of mind. Oh, okay. That's a good way to At least that's how it. I view it. Um, yeah. So for me, it isn't the same thing. Yeah. I don't know why I just went like this. <laughs> passion and why, two separate things. Uh, for me, it is, but um. yeah, I don't really, I don't know. I don't have an answer necessarily. I, just, oh, okay. I, was, just, I was just curious to see what you thought, because sometimes yeah. I think like, well, I'm passionate about working with kids. Well, yeah, I guess then it would be different, but my, cause my why is not like just working with kids. It's like helping people in general, but then mm-hmm. I kind of like, if you specify it, it's, mm-hmm. I work with young kids. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Yeah. Anyway, um, people are like, you're not helpful. I know. I'm sorry, (laughs) y'all just listen. (laughs) We know what we're talking about a little bit. Okay. Uh, we're, 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 uh, just sharing our knowledge based on our experience. We're not, we're no experts in this, but this is, um, yes, I've, I've been asked this. I'm pretty sure most of you have been asked this. Like when you were, when you were a kid, right. And people ask, and you get asked the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm -hmm. Have you gotten that question before? Oh, yes. What about you? Yeah. And I feel like that has put pressure on me to know. Like, I feel like, you know what I mean? I'm like, do I have to have an answer? (laughs) Yeah. And it took me a little while to figure out what I want to do. But Mm -hmm. for you, Mish, we talked about this a little bit, but uh, not on the podcast. Um, How did you 
get to that decision of, I want to study law. I want to go to law school, you know? Yeah, that was okay. Let me think. Um, how old were you? So, when you had that when you made that decision. I was really young. I was like maybe two or three years old. Um, mm-hmm. I loved school when I was really young and I actually started a year earlier than when I was supposed to, mm-hmm. uh, preschool. And when, when my school found out that I was younger than what I was supposed to, they were like, you need to wait a year. So, um, I had to wait a whole year to get back into preschool and now I, and I, I'm in like, whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I was salty about it. Okay. We're still feeling little, some type of way about I it. I was really salty <laughs> about it. Um, but anyways, I just remember, um, when I was younger, I wanted to be a lawyer really young. And I told my mom that, and, um, I don't know if I even then understood it, but as I grew older, I, um, knew about like injustices happening in my community so during that time, I was living in Los Angeles in a predominant, predominantly uh, low-income immigrant community. And, you know, you hear things about like La Policia and La Migra and, yeah. you know, you hear all these things. And I'm not going to talk about other people's stories, but um, I grew up around a lot of that. And so to me, that I was exposed to that and also when my parents got a divorce, I was really young too. So, um, you know, I, um, we were assigned our own guardian at litem. And that's when I, when I was really young, I found out what that was. And I knew that was a lawyer Mm -hmm. and I liked the outcome of, you know, how that divorce ended. Um, Mm -hmm. so I saw that as a way to like help people when I was really young. And so for me, um, as this child, you know, being exposed to these things, these injustices and like this system that I didn't fully comprehend. I thought I saw it as this, um, as this, um, system that I could use to help people. And so I, I don't know what, how I got that as a child, like when I was really young, but I remember three years old, I told my mom two or three, I can't remember. I was probably three. I told my mom, I want to be a lawyer. But at the same time, during that time, I also wanted to be a journalist, which would explain mm-hmm. what I majored in in yeah. my undergrad when I was at UW Madison. So yeah, that's where that stems from. And you know, as I got older, I was able to understand more like the legal system. But it wasn't until going to law school where I fully comprehended what it meant to be a lawyer, what it meant, what the law meant, mm-hmm. like where does it come from, like learning all these you know, these cases and they set precedent and all these different areas of the law and like the law is changing and, you know, we can change the law, but also it's really hard to change the law and, you know, judges make these decisions and like who appoints these judges. And a lot of it is also very political. And I was very involved in politics as a child because, you know, being exposed to all these injustices happening, I became very involved politically when I was really young. A lot of people did it really know that about me because I was very quiet in like high school Uh, but once I got into college I was I became more vocal about it and yeah I think it was just my exposure in my environment and that's what led to me just in general feeling like I want to help people and how can I help people and um, you know I saw this route and 
Yeah. Uh, what about you? What, it, what led you to wanting to be in the career that you're at and how did you get there? When did you know? Yeah. Um, hearing your story, um, mine's way different. <laughs> it's okay. I'm like, you knew this when you were three, I, I like just barely started talking at two years old or whatever, or like a year old. And then like, I, at three, I don't even know what I was doing at three, you know, it just, it's just so interesting to me. And like, it fascinates me that like, and it's, it's really cool that you stuck with it. A lot of people do change their, their interests and their paths. And, yeah. you know, you, you did journalism, right. And you like, you know, you did different things, but it, you know, at the end of the day, you, you, you continued with law and you graduated from law school. Yeah. You know, so you, yeah. you stuck with it. Don't call me on the three-year-old thing. I, I just know I said it when we lived in California and that was before I was six years old. So sometime between. Yeah. Either six way. year olds and younger is when I said it because I remember saying young it. yeah but I I don't know if I was three don't don't give me that credit no no but either way like even before six like that's impressive you know and yeah. like, when I was asked that question like I had all sorts of answers <laughs> oh, oh hell like, yeah so you know I'm like, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a musician. I'm going to be a singer. I'm going to be a soccer player. You know, like all those things. Like, I was like, I just want to yeah, do it yeah, all. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah. Um, and then also another difference is that I don't have like, okay. So what I do is I work with children who have certain developmental delays, whether it's just like a global delay or, or they have like a speech delay or they may have a diagnosis like uh, like autism or another or down syndrome or other things like that so i work with with those kiddos and i work with um and they're very young they're between zero and three years old so they're mm-hmm. very very little yeah and I, and I work with their families right so but but i don't have like kind of what you were explaining to me is like you had firsthand experience with the law and mm-hmm. you got to see how it impacted your family right mm-hmm. um I didn't have, like, I didn't have, there was nobody in my family that had like a delay necessarily that mm-hmm. was talked about, you know, I don't have any of my family that has autism. Like, I don't have that like personal, personal experience. So I didn't really know that I wanted to do this until later on. Um, okay. I followed the nursing path. That's what I did because mm-hmm. I just wanted to help people. And I thought, well, you know, nursing is a good way to do it and it's decent money. And my parents really supported that. And, you know, so I was like, okay, I think this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I applied to nursing school in college. I don't get in. And I, my first reaction is like <sighs> a deep breath uh, of relief. Like it was like a sigh of relief. And yeah. I was like, okay. Um, what does this mean? Re- you yeah. know, like I was like, okay, maybe, <laughs> So I don't want to do this, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if I wanted, if I really wanted to do it, I would have applied again yeah. and, and I didn't, I chose to, yeah. to pick a different route, um, to talk, like, I've always liked working with kids and I feel like, um, I guess I can make it a little personal when my brother was born, I was 11 years old. So there's mm-hmm. a really big age difference there. And while I had that, like, that sister brother relationship with him of like, Oh my gosh, you're so annoying. Leave me alone. (laughs) I also had that, like, 
parental type of responsibility within mm-hmm. myself. It's not like my yeah. parents made me care for him, but it was like, I felt that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But then I, and then I got to watch him grow to be who he is. And I'm like, I was part of that. Like I played yeah. a role into how he was raised and like, he is who he is not only because of like, there's also our innate temperament our innate who we are, right. Our genes and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But our childhood also plays a big role into who we become later on in life. Yeah. And I got to see that firsthand with my brother because I saw yeah. him from the moment he was born and now he's 17 and like he's developed into this like wonderful person, kind human being. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I was there. I was there from day one, you know, and mm-hmm. I was there for you and like I helped raise you and like all these things. So that also like was so magical to me. I don't know why. Yeah, I was just that like, is really that cool. Is so like cool that I got to help you know, contribute to raising you. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, so I've always had that thought of like, okay, who we become, our, our childhood is not the end all be all. It's not the determining factor, but, but a lot of our experiences as kids do play a role into who we, who we are as we get older and who that we become. And I truly believe that we develop within the context of relationships. Right. Yeah. So that's like my main philosophy. That's what I go into. That's the mindset that I go into when I do the work that I do. Yeah. And I help, I help kind of coach either parents or grandparents or caregivers or cousins or whoever, um, have those magic moments, like interactions with their kiddo. And that's like the magic pill to like helping a child develop and grow and learn new skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if that, I don't even know if that answers the question, but I'm like, I really like doing that. And I like seeing those moments. And I yeah. like when I get to hear like a child start to speak and then the parents get really excited and then they share this bonding moment together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's amazing that you're not only just helping the child, but you're helping, you know, the parents and their relationship with their child and, or their, um, the caregiver, uh, if right. they don't have a right. parent. So I think it's amazing. You're built literally building and develop, like helping develop like this young person's mind. And you know, that person is going to grow and like do amazing things. So that's pretty cool. It's, it's crazy. Like it just fascinates me. I tell the parents like, or the caregiver, you're like the brain architect. Like you are literally, it literally building connections in the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, when you sing a song with them, when you play a game with them, when you hug them, like those mm-hmm. moments, you're building connections in the brain. Yeah. Um, and I feel like a lot of people, um, unless like, I, I mean, I studied this and stuff, but like, it's hard to get a grasp of that when you don't really talk about it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's a lot of those, like the smallest things like eye contact is super important. Mm -hmm. And I try to highlight that. And like, all of these things are like precursors to language. And a lot of times when parents have concerns about speech, they look at speech and that's the main focus. But if the child is not looking at you, if the child's not paying attention to you, it's going to be really hard to get those first words. So there's like, it's like a pyramid that you have to like work your way up or like steps and like, you know, it's all based in science, but also very much like those lovey-dovey moments and like all those things all kind of play together. And once you Mm -hmm. get those things, then you start hearing the language and you start seeing all, you know, like those kind of like those, those changes, those positive changes, you see the child, like 
their frustration goes down because now they have the words to express their emotions. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden the parent can fully understand what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like, it's just this really nice, it, it all kind of all, all comes together. Um, yeah. That's anyway, nice. I just went on a rant, but no, yeah, that's, that's my no, why. That's <laughs> yeah. And, and that's what I think and you're explaining basically like what you do too, um, for people who don't know. Um, I think that's really good that you explained and said all of that. Yeah. Sometimes people like know, uh, like kind of what I do, but then they're like, when it comes to them explaining it, they don't really know yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's like part of what I do. Yeah. So that's your why. Um, yeah, I would say my why is more like help, like just helping people. Mm-hmm. And then the way that I'm doing that is through my job. Yeah. One way, one way of doing that is through my job, you know? Yeah. But I wouldn't yeah. say like, like my job is my why, you know? Yeah. Like, I know what you mean. Like it, you're not revolving your life around your job. Yeah. It's not the title, like the, yeah. being a developmental therapist. That's not my why. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And there's other ways to, to seek out my why in, in, you know, besides doing that, but yeah. for now, this is, this is where I want to be. This is, mm-hmm. this is where I'm happy right now. And I could see myself doing this for a while longer. Mm-hmm. I don't know about forever. Maybe who yeah. knows? We'll see. Um, but it's just like one route of following yeah. my why. That makes yeah, sense. that makes sense. I, th- and I think that, um, a lot of us are conditioned to think about our why as our career, because I thought of that for a long time and I wasn't very happy with like, Mm -hmm. why do like for a long time, I felt like I needed to be like this perfect air quote, perfect because I'm not perfect. Um, like student where I needed to get really high, like straight A's and I needed, you know, to go into the, like an Ivy league law school or else I wouldn't like be a successful lawyer or I needed to, you know, all these things that like, society tells us that like we need to do this in order to be successful you need to do this in order to you know have a good life and you know my why was my career for a long time and for a long time I was like why why am I just why we're gonna (laughs) say somebody count how many times you say why in this episode and let us know (laughs) because I was just like it makes no sense you know and Uh, I think now we're in a society I guess our, our generation and younger Gen Z's are, you know, looking into like, you know, your, your job isn't, shouldn't be your entire life and your job shouldn't be your why. And if it is to you and if it makes you happy, that's great. But, you know, we're living in this, like we're centering wellness and like mental health. And I think that that's really important. And for a long time, I associated my why to my career and I associated all these achievements and success to my, to like worth and to value. And I did and that isn't healthy, at least for mm-hmm. me, in my opinion, and for my life and for my fulfillment and my happiness, it right. wasn't. Yeah. I have that similar sentiment. I actually had a talk with my brother about this because he is a junior in high school and he's, mm-hmm. you know, thinking about college and all these things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was younger and like in, in school still, like as a, as a middle schooler, high schooler, it was always ingrained in my head that college was going to be the next thing after high school. There was mm-hmm. no other, there was, if that was it, you know? Yeah. And, you know, we were in that same scholarship program and they paid for our mm-hmm. tuition. That's a big reason why I went to the school that I went to. Um, 
but it was always like after high school you're gonna go to college like that's what mm-hmm. you're gonna do we moved to this country right we didn't get those opportunities we want you to get those opportunities so yeah. it was like all I knew you know yeah I didn't know yeah. exactly what I was going to study necessarily I just knew that that was the next step yeah so, um, yeah but I and I don't regret it and I'm grateful that I did it and I actually chose to go back to school which is why yeah I did, my did you want to though or did you feel like oh I have to do it because my parents want me to do it um I didn't know at the time that I that I didn't want to and, like there were some moments where I, I was kind of hesitant but I didn't register it like it was just mm. like it all I knew was that I was going to college that was it okay does that make okay. sense like that I makes sense some hesitation but I didn't make anything of it. It was just kind of like, this is what is expected of you. So yeah. And there's no way to get her out of it. Right. Oh yeah. For me, it was more like, I loved school. I loved learning, but I, I I also, I'm very happy that I went to college because college is a lot different than high school. Like I very much enjoyed college and I grew so much as a person and I loved all of those years. Yeah. Um, so, but I also like really loved learning. So for me, same similar to you I mean single mom she mm-hmm. was like I didn't get to go to college mm-hmm. get an education you're gonna do it but right. I really wanted to too so right. I was like yeah I know I am yeah. I want to let's do yeah. it yeah um, and as I, I was already stuck in that mindset where I was just like laser focused into being a lawyer and like I was gonna do it and no one's gonna stop me like that mm-hmm. was my mindset yeah that's really cool like that's so interesting because it's not that I didn't want to go to like I've always enjoyed school I've mm-hmm. always liked learning um but I didn't know what I was going to study necessarily I didn't have that like clear like this is what I'm going to do this is how I'm going to get to it right yeah. so that I had some fear around starting school yeah that's and, real. And I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do, you know? And, and I just like stuck with nursing. Cause that was just like what I stuck with. Um, mm-hmm. not to hate on nursing. I, I respect, mm-hmm. respect to that profession. It was just something that just wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, um, and then, but then once I found my major, I majored in human development and family studies and I like fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. And then I chose to continue school then, you know, like I went to go yeah. get my master's. I chose to do that for myself. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, now that's the next step. It was like, no, that's the next step I want to take for myself. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, but sure. prior, prior to that, I had that feeling of like, well, this is, this is it. This is what, you know, what's, what's next. Yeah. So, yeah. so when I was and talking I to my brother, important. yeah, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say that it's important to like, be able to choose it for yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? versus someone telling you like this is what you have to do because it's different when someone tells you versus you wanting to do it because the process is different too and the outcome may be more successful when you actually choose your own path yeah yeah I mean my my, so like my master's program was really hard and like it took a lot of work but Mm -hmm. I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed every single class that I took and like, I was wanting to learn these things, you know, yeah. like it didn't feel like a drag. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh my, yo, law school. Okay. I just got to say dra- law, law school was painful as like, it was, it's hard and it's not yeah. I, for me. I didn't enjoy it. I don't know who, in, I mean, I enjoyed my friends and learning, but it was very hard and something that we don't talk about, at least as a first generation student call like of uh, undergrad and, right. you know, post-grad, um, 
law school, like first gen in general, like education and especially going to predominantly white schools, like has a mental toll. Like it has affected me. Like it has given me anxiety, stress, like everything. And it, it's an emotional toll and Mm -hmm. mental toll. Um, so like, that is something that like, I still think back on not just like, yes, I loved college, but also like, it it was hard for me too. And law school was even more hard. Like it's hard to explain how hard it felt because, um, just the amount of work that you have to do, even though I enjoyed it and I knew I had to get through it to be a lawyer, like it is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing and like, like understanding that I chose this, like I chose to go to law school. I chose to put myself through this. Right. Um, still, I don't think it should be as hard and like, um, like, I just think we need to prioritize mental health and wellness, especially in the law. And I know a lot of law schools talk about this, but like a lot of law schools don't really mean it. And in general, like the legal profession isn't very open into talking about mental health and all these things, but it's super important. Um, And and any, if you want, if you're in college or if you want to get your master's or if you want to get, go to law school, medical school, it's important to prioritize your mental health Mm -hmm. because it will be hard. Um, mm-hmm. regardless of where you go, but like, hopefully you have your why not, I don't want to say why, but hopefully you have your why mm-hmm. that will keep you from going forward. Or if you need to take breaks or whatever, like whatever you have to do for you, like do it. Yeah. Um, but also like that, why is what kept me going. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and like for some people, it'll be that why will, will keep them going with their track or their why is going to take them on a different path. And that is okay. okay. Right. Like if, let's say you do start law school or you start medical school or you start a mattress program and you're like miserable and you don't want to be there. Mm -hmm. It's okay to change, to change your route. Yeah. Um, the main message here is to, is to follow your why essentially. Yeah. Um, no matter what other people tell you. Yeah. Um, but that's some people that, are going to be like, we have to find our why. I feel like some people are like, I don't know my why right now. That and too. That's, that's okay. okay. That's okay. You can, you can find it. You can, it'll take Change some time. It. You can, you got to explore, you got to do different things. Yeah. See what you like, see what you don't like. It's okay not okay. to be good at it at first. I mean, like you might find your why and you're not very good at it. It's okay. Like, mm-hmm you learn, you practice, you get better at it. Um, it's just, yeah. 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 It's- you were going to say something about your brother. Oh, but I like cut you off. No, no, that's okay. We were talking about college the other mm-hmm. day because he, um, had just taken the ACT. Mm-hmm. Um, and wait, he took it in 2020. He took it like a few weeks ago. What they're making people take or they're yeah. making it. I thought it was optional. Uh, well, he took it. I Damn. don't know exactly what Ops, happened with that. But he took your it. brother. That's yeah. an accomplishment right there. Yeah. Yeah. So we, so, I mean, I was talking to him over the phone over FaceTime and, um, he, he called me to ask me about what an education credit is or like through engineering, like, um, we were talking about how sometimes when you, sometimes your employer, depending on the employer and the company, they may pay for your schooling, right? If you go back to school or something like that, because mm-hmm. he's, he's thinking about engineering. Right. Um, but I, I, we had this long talk about, um, I was trying to emphasize to him to not feel pressure to have to go 
to UW Madison, right? Or to college in general. Not, I, and I wasn't trying to deter him from college, but I didn't want him to, I don't want him to feel what I felt when I was like, when I was younger. And that's all I knew is like college, college, college. That's the only direction mm-hmm. anybody else really pushed me in towards. Yeah. Um, and so, and so we had this like long talk and like, I wanted to like assure him that if, you know, if you want to go to like MATC and then transfer, or you want to do like, a, you know, you want to start working right away and see kind of, you know, like explore your options. What are you interested in? Right. Like mm-hmm. do what you feel is best for you. And I think in this moment in time, he is still figuring out his why. Right. Yeah. And so like, I, I just kind of want to give him that message, like take your time figuring it out, you know? And that's something that I feel like we need to tell more people because a lot of us, a lot of people probably had that same experience I did where that's mm-hmm. kind of like, you're going to school and this is what you're going to do, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Or they're pushed into a certain direction. Maybe it's not school, maybe it's something else. And they're yeah. like, this is what, this is the path that they're going to take because this is what they're going to take. But, you know, <laughs> like you were saying, like, explore, explore your options. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's figured out. Yeah. And to be quite honest, I, I did say when I was really young that I wanted to be a lawyer, but then when I got to college, I was like, yo, there are other majors here. Like, I don't need to be a lawyer if I don't want to be like, so, and I said earlier in the beginning that, you know, I really wanted to be a journalist. And when I found out that UW medicine has a really great, um, journalism major, um, and program in general, like, uh, graduate, I was thinking about be, like being a journalist and I, I don't, wouldn't consider myself actually being a journalist. I did write, but I wouldn't be like, Oh, I'm a journalist, <laughs> but I did write, okay. um, when I was an undergrad and, uh, like after, but I wouldn't say that I'm a journalist again, cause I wasn't, I don't think I was anyways, the lawyer path, isn't the only path. And I was looking into the journalism school and you had to apply. And I actually mm-hmm. applied, Um, but I didn't get in. And the reason I didn't get in was because I didn't have any journalism experience. And they were Mm -hmm. like, they, they want people to get involved in like the school newspapers or like the community newspapers that were in, in the Madison area. So it's like, okay, I can do that. Um, so then that's something that I did, but at the same time, I felt guilty, you know, thinking about this other path that wasn't me being a lawyer, because in Mm. my head, it was always like, I want to be a lawyer. And I told my mom and like my family, since I was little, like, I'm going to be a lawyer. And so they would always say, oh, you're going to be the first lawyer in the family. Like, wow. you're gonna, you know what I mean? So like, I felt like there's this pressure into right. just speak with that and going with that, because that's what I said I was going to do. And so I remember having a talk with my mom, like letting her know that I was going to, going to apply again to get this journalism major because I want, like, I was interested in it. And if, you know, if later when I graduate, if I still want to go to law school, I'll still do it. But right, right now, like, this is something that I want to do. And, you know, fortunately, my mom was extremely supportive. And she was like, well, you know, if you want to do it, like, this is your life. This is mm-hmm. your education. This is your career, like, whatever makes you happy, like, do it. And that like lifted so much weight off of my shoulders, because I, I felt that support from her. And it was okay for me to not want to be a lawyer if I didn't want to be a lawyer, but then right. I did. And then I saw how freelancing works. It ain't for me. I was like, I need the job. <laughs> and I got the law firm job. And then I was like, okay, I, I'm, I'm good to go to back to school now. Yeah. And then that's a whole different story. Law school is hard. 
Law school is, yeah. I mean, I I can only attest to the stories that I've heard from like you and our and our other friends who were in law school, but I don't think anybody's gonna really understand it unless they go through it. Um, yeah. But I could just tell from like well everything you've told me, and I like I've seen you feel certain emotions. Yeah. During we and we were in school at the same time, so yeah, you know, we were kind of going through that together. But um, yeah, I could tell that it was really really hard. Yeah, I wanted to point out how how like special that like your mom was like accepting of that change, you know, and she was supportive. Yeah. And that's something mm -hmm. too that I think we should also highlight because not a lot of there's going to be people that will have a completely different experience where they'll, yeah. they'll tell their parents or their family that they're changing uh, careers or they're changing paths. And, you know, you were saying that you felt like guilty, right? You had this mm -hmm. like pressure and you felt guilty. But then you had this weight lifted up because your mom was really supportive. Um, but then, yeah, the, the, there's people that will not get that same response. Yeah. And it can be really hard. And, and, and it can even deter somebody from seeking another path because of that fear of that, of that disappointing their family mm -hmm. or, or, you know, that they have that guilt and that kind of overcomes their, yeah, their direction, right? Like, they're not, yeah. they're not willing to change because they're kind of stuck in that route and they don't want to disappoint their yeah. loved ones. Yeah. And I've so. also seen the opposite where like someone wants to achieve the, um, like either be a doctor or a lawyer and somebody is telling them, that, telling them that they can't. I've also mm, heard too. other people from that route, from that experience saying, you know, guidance counselors or um, teachers or, yeah. you know, family members would tell people like, no, you can't do that. And in general, I think we, um, we get told no a lot, mm -hmm. um, and in different contexts. So like, if you're applying to a job, if you're, if you're applying to college, if you're applying to, you know, graduate law school, medical school, whatever we do here, I, at least in my experience and I, and other people's experience as first generation, low income, we do get hurt, like told no, like I know you with nursing school, me with journalism, mm -hmm. I didn't get in, accepted to all the law schools I applied to. So like we get told no a lot. Mm -hmm. So I hope that like your no's, um, either like help you in some way, you know, either they put you in a path where you, where you choose where you want to go, or if you want to continue and, you know, not pay attention to that. No, that you continue moving forward. I think it's, it's very discouraging to get told no, but at the same time, like, um, I hope that doesn't like turn off someone's light or inspiration to keep going. You know right. what I mean? Right. Uh, and I think it's important to point out that in edge, like we're talking about our education and our majors and like our career paths. So I think it's important to point out that like, as first generation, low income people of color, it's a lot hard for us to go into these spaces, to go into higher education, to go into graduate school, to go into law school and to be in these professions um, that, you know, certain people have other privileges that makes it easier for them, right. um, either with standardized testing, with education, with private tutors, whatever it is. It's important to distinguish that like Yes, they have all these, this, these privileges and this money that, you know, will make it easier for them. And it's important to acknowledge that it's a lot harder for us, but mm -hmm. it may not necessarily be more, it is, it may not necessarily be impossible. It, right. It's important to recognize that 
it's going to be a lot harder for us. Like it's going to be like way, way more harder for us, but that doesn't mean that we can't do it. Right. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that at the same time mm-hmm. because as people who have like disadvantages because of like our backgrounds, whatever it is they may be, um, there needs to be more resources and there are resources, but there, there needs to be more. Yeah. Uh, but my point is just basically saying like, if you want to do something, you can do it. Just know that it's going to be really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I agree and disagree to the, to, uh, just to, like to highlight you, there's going to be times too, like, and this happens a lot within the system because it's not made for people of color, but, um, you can have the same, you as a person of color could have the same qualifications as like a white person and the chances that you're going to pick the white person is higher than if they were to pick person of color right so like like there's all like you know how they say like pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you know if you work hard enough you're gonna you get to achieve it right and like that's nothing's impossible right like yes and no (laughs) yes I yes that's what I was trying to say like, you know, I, I, I don't like when people tell me like, you can do anything you want if you put your mind to it, because it's not always the case. You could put your yes, mind to yeah. it and you could be just as qualified or even more qualified than your, your counterparts. And they still might pick that person over you. Right. Yeah. Just like yeah. A, this is just an example. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that's true. Yeah. And that's the unfortunate reality of the system in which we uh, live in and, mm-hmm. and go to school in, right? Like it's yeah. not made for people of color. Um, yeah. Okay. But aside from that, I also like, I want to emphasize what you just said is like, just because you are told no, doesn't mean you should believe it. And like, yeah. if you want to keep pursuing, you know, a certain path, then do it, you know, like, yeah. People are telling you go for it. People are telling you, you can't do it. People are telling you this and this and that, but what are you telling yourself? You know, yeah. ultimately yeah. I feel like that's what we should be listening to is like, what is the voice inside your head and like your soul? Like, what is that voice telling you? Listen yeah. To that listen voice. to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Listen you know? to that voice. And then also speak kindly to yourself. Yeah. It's like, whatever it is that you speak to yourself, like that has an impact. So yeah, I definitely agree. And listen to what you were saying and just be Mm -hmm. kinder to yourself. Yeah. And be patient and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, give yourself time and space and, you know, do whatever it is that you need to do for yourself to be able to reach whatever goal that you have. Yeah. And it'll take time or, you know, different paths, like might not work. It may work. Mm -hmm. Like it's all different. Like people are different, you know? Yeah. I'm like constantly switching interests. Yeah. Like that's just like what I do. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Tell them, tell them, give them some examples. <laughs> okay. Um, cause I know, cause I see you and I talk to you pretty much. Yeah. I'm like week. constantly trying different things. Um, I, so like I, I mentioned in our intro video for this YouTube channel that I love music and like piano was my first, like really like major interest in music in terms of instruments and stuff like that. And I still, and I love it and all that kind of stuff. I mm-hmm. bought a piano last year, had it for like a few months and then I sold it for various reasons, right? One of them financial yeah. because of the pandemic. It was a hard year for me financially. Um, but yeah, so I sold it and then I started the drums and like, this is just like what I do. I constantly am like trying different things. I was really into biking last summer, but I hadn't really done it before. Um, mm-hmm. then I got into the roller skating and I bought roller skates. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I'm like constantly That's cool just, like, though. That's cool. Things. That's yeah. good. You're you're jumping into hobbies, you know, being active. Um I'm not very I'm not like that. I I keep saying that it's my schedule, but like everybody knows that that's just an excuse. Like if you actually want to do something, you'll make time for it. Um, so yeah, I have, I have no, nothing to add. Well, I mean, you don't have, like, you don't have to do that. You know, it's just like, that's just like how how I've always been. I was actually looking into like my horoscope because I'm like, I wonder, does this play into like my, is this like a personality thing or like something Mm, like that? People are going to be like tune out. What the hell? No for real okay I'm I'll stop kidding. talking no, go ahead it. no go ahead go ahead go ahead well I was just gonna say that like I, so I'm a Gemini and it was saying here like they're off often falsely re- misrepresented as two-faced when in reality um they are just constantly juggling a variety of passions hobbies careers and friend groups wow that is I'm like that is I don't know about the me. two I don't know about the two-faced part the beginning but definitely the the come yeah. like the juggling activities yeah, well, it says they're fault. We're falsely misrepresented as two faced. Like people think oh, we're two faced, okay. but really we're just interested in a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just I don't know. I just had to share that anyway. Yeah. Wait, where did you see that for Gemini? Uh, I just looked. I just like searched up my horoscope. Like on Google, like Google. Yeah. Like on Google, Google. <laughs> like on Google, Gemini. Okay, so Capricorn. What that's it? Just Capricorn horoscope? Yeah, I guess. All right, let's see what it says for Capricorn. Wait, okay. which which link though? Uh oh, I went to let me see if I saved it. I went to sunsigns.org. Sun signs. Okay. Oh wait, hold on. I think that's just like the history of it. The history. Oh of yeah, sunsigns.com. Or oh. allure.com too is another one. Let's see if my if I align with the Capricorn. Yeah. Um. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I'm getting this from astrologyzodiacscience.com. And it says okay. Capricorn is a sign that represents time and responsibility. And its representatives are traditional and often very serious by nature. These individuals possess an inner state of independence that enables significant progress, both in their personal and personal life, professional lives. They are masters of self-control and have the ability to lead the way, make solid and realistic plans, and manage many people who work for them at any time. They will learn from their mistakes and get to the top based solely on their experience and expertise. Damn. Yeah, that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> Just um. I think that sounds exactly like you. <laughs> yeah, I can see. I can see certain things. Like yeah. you're just like very realistic about things. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I know like, what you mean. I feel like I say all these things and then I present them to you and you don't bring me down, but you're like, okay, but like, is this realistic? Or like you kind of ground me because I'm like, I mean, let's do all these things. And it's just not feasible. Um, so you're very realistic about things. You have a really realistic outlook in life about life from yeah. what that's my opinion. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I would say so. We should do a horoscope episode next. I know we that's keep, a, that's a sidetrack. Michelle and I have talked about this a lot. We just have to like yeah. make it happen. Yeah. Okay. So to summarize for our wise, basically 
listen to yourself. Like we have all these people telling us what to do, what not to do, listen to what you want to do and stick to it. And mm-hmm. second one would be, it's okay to have, to change your whys. Yes. Like it's okay to change paths. And now just a side note, third, don't compare yourself to other people. Mm, that's a good one. Um, I, we didn't really talk about it in the episode, but I think uh, in general, I don't know, um, especially with people our age, we're like, I feel like we're in this like transitional period of like adulting where we're like, um, people are in their careers or getting married or having kids or whatever it is that they're, you know, people are doing. I feel like a lot of us in general, or maybe people in general, just don't compare yourself because I think if you compare yourself, like you're just comparing yourself to someone who is living a completely different life than you you know what I mean and their situation and their experience is different Mm -hmm. um and just because you're on the same age and you're at different points of your life that's okay you know what I mean yeah I think it's okay to grab you know to be inspired by others and have that inspiration from other people but like that's so nice (laughs) when you start to compare yourself to them that's like a I think that can create a problem (laughs) yeah and can we talk about supporting other people too like I think you can be inspired by other people and also like support Support other people Mm -hmm. like especially in law school side note like law school is competitive not just like getting in but also while you're in law school you're like competing with everyone to get the highest grade or whatever so I think um there is so much competition but at the same time like I was able to find a, a group of friends who we were happy, like genuinely happy and supportive for each other that yeah. if someone got a job, if someone got this grade, if something like we were so happy, like generally supportive. Um, where was I going with this? Damn. We need, to, we need to lift each other up. Yes. Lift each other up. Um, but at the same time, like some people don't want the best for you either. So, you know, keep an eye out for those people. Um, yeah. Surround but- yourself with people who genuinely want the best for you and who will support you. Yes. Yes. Be intentional about who you surround yourself with. Exactly. Um, Yes. But yeah, um, I think you said I went off on a tangent. Sorry. No, that was really important that you, that you said that that's a really good point, but just in general, like we as humans are programmed to grow, to change, to experience different things. Like I just, I really hope for you that you don't, that nobody feels stuck with something. Um, and if you do, um, take that as a sign to try something else. You know, mm-hmm. um, don't feel like you have hard. to stick with something. And, and, you know, like sometimes we'll go to school for something and we've worked so hard and we've reached this point and we're still not happy and we want to change it as hard as that change can be. Um, it might be necessary, you know, if you're not happy, you know, then it's, it's probably worth it to make that change. Yeah. Uh, but don't beat yourself up for it. Be patient, be kind to yourself and yeah. you can do it. You can yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're here for y'all. We are, we are here to support you. We are here to support you, everyone. Yeah. Get some rest. You said, right. Rest. Get some rest y'all. That's what I needed to do in law school. Rest. Uh, yeah, you did. You worked your butt off. Um, okay. So thank y'all for tuning in for the, to this episode. Um, please give us your comments your likes, your subscript, your like subscriptions, subscribe to us. I don't even know what I was saying. Your likes and subscriptions give them to us. Don't give us your subscriptions. No, but subscribe to our channel. That's what I've meant to say. Oh, it's getting late y'all. It's getting getting tired. 
It's good. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening to us. I hope you took something out of this. I hope you can relate to us or, you know, you know, we're all living life. So yeah, it's nice to be able to talk about this. And now, you know, a little bit of our journeys and, you know, our whys, I guess mm-hmm. we can get into other whys. Um, yeah, but yeah this is more that about was the it. career, but yeah, this but we'll is more get- about career. We'll talk about a whole bunch of other stuff too in the coming coming episodes and we'll keep providing more content for y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know what y'all want to talk about, what you want us to talk about, what do you want to see? Let us know. We definitely want to provide know. that you would be willing to watch and listen to. Otherwise, you know, it's just us, Mish. <laughs> yeah. All right. That was nice. Okay, y'all. Thank you for tuning in and we'll catch you at the next one. Peace. Bye.